Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. How are you? Doing well, Derek. And I think we've had a lot of good episodes, obviously. I mean, over the last 14 months, we've talked a lot of Kentucky football, a lot of Kentucky basketball. But at times, we, we even go away from just the sports category. And we've had some guests on. And I think today's episode might be the coolest episode that we've recorded of Kentucky Daily, by far. Yeah, we uh, had Finus White on, who is a Lexington native, first of all, big UK fan, and uh, has a great story and had a direct, uh, I don't know if you call it influence, or I mean, he helped mix the song that has kind of become the unofficial Kentucky anthem and Grove Street Party. So it was really timely with like a flock of flame being at the game last Saturday, leading the team out of the tunnel, just, uh, you know, being a wildcat for a day, basically. And uh, Finance obviously knows Walker very well from working with him. And he gave us some perspective on that song, um, talked about his career growing up in Lexington, uh, his, I guess, journey, you could call it, um, a really cool I thought, I thought it was a really cool interview and uh like you said this is not you know most of the time we're straight talking UK football or basketball but uh, to me this was a very fun episode and it, it gives an angle to that song that I'm going to say a lot of people probably did not know because I certainly did not until a few days ago no and that, me and you talking in the press box when when Waka comes out we're like who would have ever thought that this would be the anthem of Kentucky football and Waka Flocka would actually be at Kroger Field. Well, when you read the backstory to it, it's not as far-fetched and wild. Wow. And, and especially after this interview, like I think that everyone will understand now why that song kind of gained popularity, why it's such a big thing in the state of Kentucky with this fan base. And the other thing too, a lot of songs that you listen to and a lot of songs that you've listened to in high school, or like if you're near our age, Derek's age, it was high school songs. If not, you're going to recognize a lot of these songs and a lot of these artists that he talks to us about. And I guarantee you, one of your favorite songs that you've just jammed out to and rocked out to is on this list that he mixed and recorded, which to me just kind of, I was like, wow, like I never even knew I had a connection to, the, to, to Finest and had no idea mm-hmm. Until yeah. la- until today, like that. That's what I think. That's what made this episode so cool because we, it was. Derek, a lot of times we go into these episodes and a lot of things are planned. This these episodes like this though with these guests, they talk about their career, and it's kind of it's a learning thing for us here. We 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 learn about these people. Well, I'm just looking uh, again. I'm scrolling through some of these songs, and it's not. It wasn't as big as what Grove Street Party turned into, but I, I think you'll probably remember. I don't know who tweeted it out which i can't i don't think it was a uk official account or somehow the video got put out but you remember the before they played louisville in 2016 and football and won that game the meek mill song dreams and nightmares that they were all singing like stoops couldn't even give a pregame speech because everyone was singing that song well he he recorded and mixed that song as well <laughs> so i mean uh you know finest has been involved with um and, and he made sure quite he a few of these sure, hits and he makes sure to tell us that his his love for kentucky it's the opposite when it comes to Louisville. So I'm sure them, <laughs> I'm sure them uh, saying that song out, out loud in the locker room was probably a cool moment for him. I, I wish we'd ask him about that. <laughs> yeah, I was just not seeing it that uh, we're doing this. But, no, this was a great interview. And, again, I mean, I know it's if, – if you come to Kentucky Day – and we'll have our picks episode up later as well, so we'll get back into that. But this was a good uh, – I think it's an interview people will like and um, gives you another angle to that song because, I mean, with how, how much – 
Grove Street Party. I mean, this is that's what they ran out to at the Citrus Bowl a few years ago. Like this is a song that's you know looks like it's here to stay with UK football. So it gives you an angle that uh, I'm going to guess you didn't know previously. And I think because of that, it should make this interview quite intriguing. And and just a side note here as we as we move into this podcast episode and and, and with Finest, but when Keely moved here, Derek, and she started taking photos at UK and and going to games. She always talked about, man, Kentucky football doesn't have tradition. Like, it has very little tradition. And, you know, when you go to Georgia, you see tradition. You go to South Carolina, there's tradition. Florida, I mean, there's tradition all over the SEC. This has become a tradition for Kentucky fans. Like, Grove Street Party, they've ad- adopted that, and that's, that's how you kind of you build tradition. These things happen, especially when you become a good football program. So I think that that's a part of Kentucky's tradition now, and it's, it's to stay. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, when you're not a prestigious football program, I mean, things kind of happen organically. And this has been something that, like I said in the interview, like you'll hear, like, it's not like Kentucky's the only stadium in the country. It's not they have the song trademark where they're the ones that can play it. I mean, other places play it. But for whatever reason, the song really resonated with this fan base and it's taken off. And I think Kentucky has definitely made that, uh, Kentucky fans anyway. Have def- I mean, you can hear that song if you're just walking. Like sometimes I'll walk, actually most of the time I'll walk from the parking garage or parking for the games. You can go by tailgates. There's a pretty good chance you're going to hear that song being played at some tailgate. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's definitely uh, taking a life of its own here at UK. And uh, tell tell our listeners where they can find his work. Do you have everything pulled up there? Yeah, his, uh, his website, uh, which talks a little bit about himself, it's KY Engineering, and it's uh, – I'll spell it out, K-Y-E-N-G-I-N-E-E-R-I-N, so no G at the end, just KentuckyEngineering.com. Um, and you'll pull up there. You'll see uh, he's got a little bio about himself, which we discussed on here, and then you can see all of his um, songs he's worked on. And it's, you know, quite a few, quite a few songs that he's gone through. Um, looks like he worked a little bit with Mac Miller, too. Obviously, uh, someone who's very popular back in – well, I don't know about you, Sean. I'm a little younger than yeah. you. When I was in high school, very popular yeah, artist. So, of course, back to, uh, passed away a few years ago. Yeah, I always was a big fan of Mac yeah. uh, for sure. So, we're not going to waste your time talking about Finest anymore because let's let the man himself tell you his story, his fandom, and his love for Kentucky, and just uh, all the cool things about his career. Finest White coming up right here on Kentucky Daily. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And now joining us on Kentucky Daily is Finest White. Appreciate you having me. Uh, Finest, uh, last week had to be a very cool week for you uh did, and you you even tweeted that you you had no idea that Grove Street Party would become the anthem 
of Kentucky football. And it, and it has been for a few years now. But last Saturday, I think that the entire nation kind of figured out that that's the anthem of Kentucky <laughs> football with Walker and Lexington. How, how, how was that experience for you, just seeing all that unfold? Man, it was amazing, man. And, uh, I mean, for one, actually getting the win, that was one thing. But then just to be a part of it, like feeling like I was a part of it just by that song that I actually had something to do with being, you know, so big in Kentucky football. And I know it started in 2014 with the Bud Dupree uh, team and uh, when we played South Carolina that time. So, and I actually know Bud Dupree as well. So it's actually just super dope. You know what I mean? Just like I said, just to be a part of something and being a big Kentucky fan. And, and then, you know, they actually link on to something and they don't even have most, most people don't even have any idea I had something to do with the song. So it's just a great feeling. Finus, uh, what is it about that song? Because I mean, obviously it's become a big deal at Kentucky, but you know I've been in other stadiums where they play that song as well. What, what do you think it is about that song and a crowd that kind of <laughs> gets people so in tune with it? I mean, that's just walk and flock of music, period. I mean, you know, his whole vibe is, of his music was, you know, almost like a, a rap type of, uh, you know, rock type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just like, you know, just got that energy to it. So, so that's the thing with Walker's music, why everybody kind of attaches themselves to it. Because even back in the day when those songs were out, you know, those were like the club anthems and, you know, you kind of had mosh pits in the club type thing. You know, everybody's kind of cool in the club now. So that, none of his stuff is probably going to go. But at a concert or a festival, it's going crazy. And, and see, that was the, the back story, too. I didn't know that you had recorded and mixed it. I didn't know that you were from Lexington. And I think everyone kind of found that out Saturday night. You quote tweeted my tweet and – Right. And things, and that's why we wanted to have you on the show. Just what did that mean to you, though, being a Lexington guy and, and being a Kentucky guy to just kind of have that kind of just come full circle Saturday night? Man, like I said, I mean, you know, people that know me, I mean, for one, I'm KY. So that just kind of even lets you know how hard I just kind of rep for Kentucky. And especially in the hip hop lane, we don't really have a lot of like representation from Kentucky. We do now because it's building, you know, we got Jack and ESTG and, you know, you got Bryson. So you got a whole bunch of different people or whatever now, but, you know, just being from Lexington and, like I said, being a UK fan, my mom is, you know, we used to sit down and watch all the games, so that's kind of how I ended up becoming a, a big Kentucky fan. And, you know, just taking this whole Kentucky thing around the world, that's that's the whole thing. And like I said, I love it, man. You know, I, everybody knows I'm a rep Kentucky everywhere I go. What's some of the work you're doing now? Uh, just kind of update us a little bit on, on your career at this point. Um, so right now, of course, um, I actually do a little bit more than engineering. So I'm um, working on two chains, new album right now, as far as mixing. Um, I'm working on some new made in Tokyo stuff. I'm pretty sure Jack will probably end up dropping something here in a little while. So, you know, we got that of course. Um, and then uh, I also have a, a record label and one of my partners with my record label, it's called Winners United. And I, one of my partners with that is Lou Williams. He actually plays for the Hawks. So, uh yeah, I was gonna follow up. You know, Jack Carlo, he reps Louisville pretty hard. Pretty big uh yeah. fan. How's how do those conversations go? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get him to change, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I, I we 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 mess around with it a lot. You know, we actually went to the uh, Louisville Kentucky game um like last year. So you know, but we we took the L. So that is what it is. But now nah, we you know we we play around with it, man. You know, it's the old Lexington Kentucky uh, Lexington versus Louisville thing, and then of course U of L versus. Kentucky thing so you know we, we we play with it a lot and in my studio I actually have a I see I got a lot of friends from Louisville so just spare them because I ain't gonna lie I talk a lot of crap especially on Twitter or this is what they see me so they kind of know me for that too 
But, you know, just to, I know a lot of people from Louisville, so I did actually paint a cardinal bird on the wall in the studio. So, And talk to us a little bit about Waka and how that kind of unfolded Saturday night. And I had no idea he was going to be there. And then obviously the, the tweet came out, I think probably around two o'clock that day. Just how, how did that all kind of work out? And was that UK's idea and everything or? No, actually I wanted them to uh, try to, I tried to get them, get them there for a while now, honestly. And I've been told them that they go crazy about this song and all the home games and stuff. So, you know, he was like, oh, I got to go out there. I got to go out there. So I'm like, man, I got to figure it out how to get him out here. So randomly, the day of the game, he just calls me. He FaceTimes me and he's like, he said, I'm in Kentucky. He said, are you up here? I was like, no. Nah. He's like, man, I should have told you. He's like, I'm just now, I'm, I'm up here. And I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm starting to get on my phone. Like, man, I got to find a flight. I got to get up there. So, but, you know, it was just too late to actually get up there and stuff. So. That's how I ended up finding out. And then while we were on the FaceTime, I told him, I knew it wouldn't be no audio because you can't record the audio on the FaceTime. So I was just like, I'm just post a little thing or whatever saying that you're there. He's like, cool. And then he actually called me like during halftime as well. And then he called me during the third quarter. <laughs> so so it was pretty cool. He was moving around the stadium because I seen he was like in the stands one part. Then when he called me during the third quarter, he was on the field. Yeah, he, he even took a few photos as well. He used my fiance's uh, camera. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually took some photos of the action. He he really enjoyed the night. And just in conversations you've had with him since, what was his reaction to, to all that? Just seeing how popular that song is for Kentucky football. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I think for him to actually feel it, me telling him is one thing, but when you actually feel it and you're there in the stadium with people and everybody's just jamming to your song and you're bringing the whole team out the tunnel, especially at, in a big game like that, man, he loved it. And, you know, you, you even seen him just rushing the field with the fans and stuff like that. So he honestly felt like he he went to Kentucky that day. He felt like a player. I mean, he's he's almost he's big enough to be on defense. I'm reading uh or sorry, right before you got on here, I was reading your bio on uh, kyengineering.com and uh really humble beginnings for you. You know, you grew up here in Lexington, you talked about yeah. not being an overnight success. I mean, it's quite a grind for you. Can you just tell us a little bit about your journey to getting where you are, you know, some of the first big breaks you got. And I guess with it being such a grind, what was it about it that, you know, made you not give up and, and want to keep going? Well, of course, I started, of course, in Lexington, Kentucky. I went to Bryan Station High School. I grew up in the Winburn area. Um, and all my friends was rappers back in the day. So I just never wanted to rap because I got this deep voice. So I was like, ah, I tried a few little bars and it just never worked out for me. But I love music. And so they were going to the studio and stuff like that. And eventually, I was just like, okay, I'm into technology because I was also one of those kids that would take apart my Nintendo back in the day, put it back together and fix other kids' stuff. So all that type of stuff. And I ended up going to the studio with them a few times. I was like, okay, maybe I can do this engineering thing. It looks kind of cool. So we eventually moved to Atlanta. Um, Me and and two of my friends, we ended up moving down here because they ended up getting a record deal with an independent label. So from there, the independent label actually had it. They put us in a house and they had a studio in the house. So my friends was just telling him like, oh, he knows that he can record us. Honestly, I mean, I knew a, I knew a little bit at that point, but I didn't know that much. But, you know, the guys were actually cool enough to let me come down there and live and stay and, and learn. And they seen that I was putting those hours in, trying to really figure it out, reading, uh, you know, just actually doing hands-on work and recording everybody. So eventually I finally got good at it. Um, and then, you know, a few little things happened. So I did end up moving back to Kentucky. And I was there for maybe like a year and a half or so. Just kind of stacked my money up, bought me a car, and had a few little dollars in my pocket. Came down to Atlanta, just trying to figure it out again. 
came back. So when I came back, that's when I ended up living in my truck because of course the money ran out. Um, I'm still trying to kind of get my foot in as far as actually having clients. I didn't have my friends with my clients. And at this point now I'm kind of down here trying to figure it out. Okay. I want to actually be an engineer for other people and different stuff like that. So that's when I ended up living in my truck and just trying to figure it out. A lot of people didn't really know that when it was going on. Of course, I, I definitely make that known now, <clears throat> but my mom didn't even know, like, cause if, if she would have known, she'd have been like, no, you come back to your home now, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So, uh, I ended up doing that and then, you know, eventually it panned out, uh, the studio I was working at, I ended up getting a lot of clients there and I ended up actually meeting Lil Wayne there. So that was probably like my first big break. <clears throat> and, uh, there was a funny story with that because when he came to the studio, I only used to record him at the studio here in Atlanta and that maybe happened for about three or four months. And then one day I was getting, I was doing a session and I get a call and it's uh, Wayne's assistant and they like, can you come to uh, Miami for three days? So I'm like, okay, cool. So Wayne. I had never been to Miami at that time. I never even took a flight at that time. <clears throat> so I ended up going down to Miami for three days and I literally ended up working with them for three years. So when you're recording and, and mixing these songs, can you tell when it's going to be a hit or does it surprise you sometimes the songs that really pick up with people? Sometimes it's a surprise, but I mean, for the most part, I can kind of tell for the most part, but cause you know, you get a feeling, you know how it is when you first hear a song, you like this the one. Yeah. So but sometimes it does. It's always a sleeper somewhere where you're like, oh, I think the song is cool. And then next thing you know, it's like the biggest song in the world. Like uh, Two Chains, I'm Different was kind of like that. <clears throat> so that, that was like one of those songs where, honestly, I didn't really like that song that much because it was so simple. I really didn't. But then like eventually, as you kind of hear it, it is like hypnotizing almost because it really is just a, a keyboard going ding, ding, ding. So I'm just like, oh, I don't, you know what I mean? But it's catchy. So once you hear it a whole bunch of times, it's like, oh, all right, I get it. I'm scrolling through here, all these songs you produced on. And uh, I was in high school when a lot of like 2010, like around that time. <laughs> I mean, like No Hands. I mean, that song was played at every basketball game I went to like five times yeah. a night uh, and some others. But, man, it's quite a list of people you've you've worked with here. What's been your favorite song? Do you have just one favorite one or one that stands out to you that you produced? Uh... I don't know if I really have a favorite, but I want to say one that probably stands out is probably a Steady Mobbing, and that's Lil Wayne and Gucci. Mm -hmm. And that's just because I love, of course, me even working with Wayne, that was my favorite rapper before I even met him. So it was cool to actually work with him. But then also when he added Gucci to it, because I'm a, I'm a big Gucci fan as well, especially being here in Atlanta, and, you know, those was like his times. And it just so happened that, you know, that's when he was kind of going through being in and out of jail and stuff like that. So it just worked out. He had a song, and even the rest of the guys around Young Money at the time, we always used to talk about Gucci and listen to him because Wayne doesn't really listen to anybody's music. So, of course, he knows who Gucci is, but he really doesn't know how big he is. And, you know, just the fact that we were kind of doing it and we ended up doing that song. And just for him to end up hopping on it, you know, I ended up uh, reaching out to a few people and getting getting the song, getting Gucci to hop on the song. So I, that's probably one of my favorites, honestly. And, you know. Also, everybody in Kentucky is like big Gucci fans as well. You know, I mean, that's that's the whole thing with just even with the Walker thing that I was trying to kind of explain to him, because you know, like in Kentucky, we love like a lot of that, like the Gucci and the Brick Squad stuff. And, you know, what I mean, the commercial stuff is cool, but they like a lot of the, the street stuff, honestly. Uh, let's talk a little football here before we wrap up. Uh, just through five games. Just, what do you think about this Kentucky football team and what they're doing right now? Man, it's amazing. I, I love it, man. Like, you know, of course, like I said, growing up, uh, 
a Kentucky fan, we know how all the pains we've been through as football fans and, and you know, just being average or being below average. And, you know, since this Mark Stoops era, it's just totally been a different thing and really makes you get into it. And, like, I, I didn't expect them to be 5-0, and but it's just amazing, man. Like, I really can't even actually put it into words, honestly, because even just watching that game, like, being there, I'm sure it was a whole other uh, outer, outer body experience. But even just being in my house and watching it with a few friends, it was just crazy, man. Like, you know what I mean? I, I was, like, on cloud nine for the rest of the night. So, it's just dope to see, man. And, and you know, I just hope that they can kind of keep it going. Got the big game to tomorrow with LSU. So, hopefully we'll go ahead and knock those guys out. And, and you know, keep it rolling. And then, of course, after that, we know who we got. And that, that's going to really let, let us know what's going on. So, you know, that we got Georgia for that one. I, I think Walker's going to probably trade on us for that game. Because <laughs> <laughs> they actually use one of his songs, too. They use a song called uh, For My Dogs. That was on that same, same album. Well, Finus, great stuff from you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I think I speak for both me and Derek here. We've had over 300 episodes on this podcast. This might be the coolest one that we've had, though. I don't know, man. Appreciate, appreciate y'all having me. Like I said, just the acknowledgement, especially from home, it always means a lot more than kind of anything else. Because like I said, I, I rep Kentucky, too. You know, I got on my arm and everything, like a tattoos <laughs> and stuff like that. So, no, man, like I said, anything – and, you know, I appreciate you inviting me on.